0: You boys all right ladies and gentlemen welcome into the backfield boys this is yours truly B and as always i'm joined by Jackson Kelly and Lucas Hey fellas
1: it's going pretty good bro it's going pretty good
0: no Almost a heart attack for you yesterday, Jackson.
1: I didn't know about it, dude. I had no idea.
0: <laughs> well, you watched the See, highlight video. I did.
1: It, I watched so. the highlight video, and I did have a little heart attack. Yeah, dude. As a working man, <laughs> you wouldn't understand. You know, I had to go out and work, and I didn't get home till two in the morning. So I didn't know what happened to my Cardinals, but I enjoyed it. We got to win. That's all that matters. I mean, it's crazy. Collar's the MVP this year, and he's still got to play better, man. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Man, I wish I could relate because, I mean, Bama had a great win. And then I had high hopes for the Steelers, and they just didn't show up. I mean, the Raiders are for real, but that was just a painful game to watch, you know, because I feel like the Raiders pretty much dominated from the opening kickoff, and Big Ben looked old and slow, and I mean, Najee did his thing on a. Our offensive line is blocking for him like they need to, and I mean, yeah, we did have a lot of injuries. Oh, on dude, defense. but in
1: preseason, I thought y'all had. The best... <laughs> yeah, I remember
0: that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey uh, look now, look. I never said we had the best offensive line. It's an under. Line and it's still an offensive line that's better than last season's. It's just hey, there's some growing pains. There are, and it's very evident. And our run blocking, but the pass blocking is not terrible. It's not. It's just Ben is kind of old. Oh, well, very old and very slow. And we just need to adjust and we need to keep building and keep on trucking. Cause I mean, I don't think we can be a 10 or 11 win team this year. Last, I yesterday. I thought he looked
1: we, younger than he had in five seasons. That's what you told me. Hey, he worked out. Hey, He's like working was out for camp. the first yeah. time ever.
0: That was, that was training camp, man and the game speeds a lot different. So, oh, and wow. hey, and you Who'd you, you want to talk about you want to talk about past takes, Jackson? Uh, didn't you tell our loyal followers <laughs> to bet the house on the Cardinals money or not the Cardinals money line, the Cardinals uh, spread, however, which was <laughs> yeah, minus, I okay, believe, minus five. Okay. So that would have literally left our loving followers bankrupt if. If that, Good. If that my way, they can relate to
1: your takes, dude.
2: <laughs> <She's> broke ass. <laughs> Let me
1: tell you something, dude. I made a bad take. Okay, Cardinals still won. I was just a couple points off. Plus, gambling's a sin, so don't listen to my takes on that.
3: <laughs> Gambling is
1: hard,
0: man. <laughs>
2: yeah, dude.
0: And I mean, but
1: yeah, dude. Honest- who cares about what I said, dude? The Steelers suck. We told you.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, who thought still? Nah, man, we're still a team that can make the playoffs, though. I feel really good about it. I mean, yesterday, like I said, was very discouraging, but I still believe. And I still think, you know, once our defense gets healthy, we didn't have Devin Bush. We didn't have Joe Hayden. We lost Watt very early on. You know, we just need them to get healthy. We need a fully healthy defense, a fully healthy offense, and a little bit better play calling, a little bit better line play. And I think we can be a team that contends for a playoff spot. Maybe not a Super Bowl contender, as I said last week. (laughs) <laughs> but I still think you know we can contend for. It. And at least I have Bama, who had you know a cardiac arrest of a win, but still a great win nonetheless. This past Saturday, it yeah, okay, beat Emory Jones. Yeah, crazy. Hey, I mean every team has growing pains. Every team has early season struggles, and Emory had a great game. And Florida's run game and their defense were both very physical and. Portions of that game, but I think it was that Ben Don't Break mentality of Alabama that won the game that was really impressive, especially in a, such a environment. We're gonna do it. Kentucky
1: beats Florida.
0: Dude, that that ship on Kentucky sailed, man. I mean, you guys look have oh, not looked. Them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys have not looked right at all. Will Levis more like wheel trash bad bags. Game. Okay, yeah, oh bad my God. game. Literally, boom. <laughs> Weren't you calling him
3: <laughs> trash? Wheel trash bags. That was a bad one. <laughs> wheel trash. He was a good try.
0: Hey, <laughs> I, I think didn't you call a him for trash
1: lemon. bags. I told him I want. I said I wanted him out of the game. And you called him trash. It was a trap <laughs> game. It happens. Who cares? I mean, on to South Carolina.
0: I mean, you guys should beat South Carolina because they're a pathetic excuse for a football program. You guys know how I feel about South Carolina. I made <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, cold
1: school, dude. That's yeah. so racist, it's not even funny. <laughs>
0: racist? Are you kidding me? South the Carolina? Fake USC.
1: Culturist, whatever, dude, whatever you want to call it. Xenophobic, maybe.
2: I don't Xenoph-
0: <laughs> All I know is Alabama is undefeated, uh, still the number one team in the country. Went into the most hostile environment in the Southeast grabbed the W, really? and right now is sitting on top and still the favorite to win the national championship. So I I've literally case. seen Kentucky win in the swamp, dude.
1: It's not that hard to do.
0: I mean, and the Gators are good, but when Kentucky won in the swamp, the Gators were not very good at yes, all. Yes, they
1: were, dude. We went 11-2 and two that year.
0: Well, they weren't nearly as good as they are this year. Okay, I don't want to hear it. The uh, SEC that year yeah. wasn't even as good as the uh, SEC is this year. I mean, think about it. You got seven ranked teams. Might be eight or nine by the end of the year. I mean, there's plenty of unranked teams in the SEC that could, you know, be in the top twenty-five. In Kentucky. You still think the year?
1: Yeah, I think I think we win this week. If we, dude, if we go, win going through Florida and LSU. So that would have us going into Georgia like ranked like fifteenth probably. Surely, God would be ranked fifteenth,
3: right? I'm so cool with that.
1: Like if we beat South Carolina, then I think if you beat Florida, if
3: you beat Florida, I I I don't know, you'll be in the fifteen range because if you beat Florida, that's a good, that's a really good win. LSU's, eh, like LSU's very mad this year, but I mean. Honestly, I think you'll be will be like
0: probably low twenties. I think my like, buddy said we're twenty
1: seventh right now.
0: Here's the thing though: if you be if you go at South Carolina, beat Florida, you play you play Florida before LSU. So say you go in and beat Florida, that would put you in the top fifteen. Then if you beat LSU the week after that, you could go up into the top 11, top 10 because a lot of those teams are going to start dropping like flies because Iowa plays Penn State. One of those two teams is going to lose and drop. I mean, there are going to be teams not only getting upset, but there are going to be matchups in the top 15 where one of those teams is going to have to lose and have to fall. So I think, you know, going Mm -hmm. into a week, you know, week six, week seven matchup, if you're undefeated, you'd have to be in that top 11, top 12, especially in the SEC this year because the SEC is in – I mean, yeah, it what about, what, happen- I think hey, B, what happens is Arkansas, if we go man.
1: into Athens and wins?
0: Anyways, yeah, Lucas, like you just said. <laughs> no, answer, <laughs> the guy, answer the question. And Honestly, no disrespect. There is zero Answer the
1: question, B. I
0: would be sh- so shocked.
1: If Kentucky goes into Athens undefeated and wins that game, and now they're sitting at 7-0, what do you think?
3: This is I'd like pl- the biggest what-if game that's ever happened because that I, is such I, a long way.
1: I would
0: put that's number one in the AP poll if they are able to go into <laughs> Athens and beat the Bulldogs. And not only that, beat the Florida Gators. If they were able to do that, I would put them number one, and I would love that because then we'd get them in the SEC championship and take them to town, you know, take them to oh, the woodshed. Yeah? Oh, to <laughs> yeah, you want to take me
1: to town, B? Yeah, you want to do that, dude? You're so weird,
0: bro. He keeps having these comments, man.
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah. He's dropping I don't these know. You need
3: help. every week. You need
1: serious help, dude. Find
0: God, <laughs> <laughs> This coming from you. I'm example that I've One the from pot me? calling the kettle black. What did I about, do? You want to talk about comments? You want to see some of the screenshots I have on my phone of all the messages that you've sent in different oh, groups? Whoa. <laughs> okay, whoa, I, got, I got receipts, okay? Hey, group I chats am not happen. afraid of sharing them, okay?
1: It's <laughs> just bring this show down, so
0: go right ahead,
1: dude.
0: Go right ahead. I don't care. <laughs> Nah, but, man, I want to finish my point about the SEC. Um, looking at it, like you said, Lucas, Arkansas is a team that could surprise many. I mean, not only did they dominate Texas, but they've been dominant in every single game they've played so far this year. Tennessee's 2-1, and one, Missouri's 2-1, South Carolina 2-1, and one, LSU, Mississippi State, Auburn. I mean, every team, even if you're a lowly SEC team, I feel like this year you're a team that could win five or six games. You're a team that could. And there's no other conference that even comes close. It's crazy thinking Oklahoma and Texas are coming along. Because you think about it in the next couple years. I mean, right now, we're by far the most dominant conference. But you add those two teams into it, it's the end of – I mean, we've talked about this before. It's the end of modern-day college football as we know it. Because conferences are screwed. I don't care how big they make the playoffs. It's going to be – if they make the playoffs 12 teams, it's going to be six or seven SEC teams in it every year. If they make – like. Five SEC teams in it every single year. So make it sixteen, bro. That is an awful idea. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> that is you cannot make it sixteen teams. That defeats the that defeats the purpose of a playoff. Honestly, it really does. Because no, it don't. It does. Every playoff it has does. sixteen. Oh, okay, man. no, it doesn't. Okay, Brandon, shut up.
1: <laughs> okay, they, well, they have
0: fourteen. Yeah, they don't have sixteen. Okay, the NBA that's... has sixteen. But the NBA is different okay
1: basketball has 68
0: dude professional professional leagues are a lot different from college football one of the things that makes college football so unique is its playoff system is the elite club you have to be in to get to the playoffs to win a national championship it demands perfection in the regular season your
1: athletics dude that's so weird
0: it makes college football (laughs) one of the nation's most beloved sports
1: but your athletes should be held to higher standards than that
0: of professionals. See, that, that, that's such a weak way to, to <gasps> like, to, to, because, okay, listen.
1: I mean, that's what you're
0: telling me. No, it's, it's collegiate athletes among collegiate <laughs> athletes. We're not comparing the college to the pros. What I'm saying is among the college <laughs> athletes. Okay. What the, what the hell <laughs> is that? <laughs> Jack? What? That like high pitched, um, what? (laughs) He like drowned out your boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hit my vape. Go on.
0: Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyways, facts. What (laughs) makes ball so interesting? Such an American (laughs) pastime? Such something that everyone loves, something that everyone's passionate about is that it's a very hard thing to go undefeated in the regular season, finish the regular season with one loss, get into the playoff, win a national championship. You have to go into every regular season game as as if it is a playoff game. Every game matters. You cannot say that for any other professional sports league or any professional sports league, period. What makes college football so interesting, so unique, is that Every single game matters, and if you expand the playoff to sixteen teams, what you're saying is Alabama, you can have three losses. Clemson, you can have three losses. Georgia, Florida, Clemson same thing. Clemson can't have three losses. I'll tell you that. Well they, right well, now. They could, well, they could have. They could go ten and two and easily. SEC. I don't know, 16. dude. We're going, top, we're going 16. top sixteen.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't know if a, I don't know if any school outside the SEC can get away with two or three losses. I but
0: don't. Here's, but, but here's another thing as it's constructed today and so many blowouts during the college football playoff when it's one versus four two versus three you really think that if one two plays 15 those games are going to be even bigger blowouts and it's just going to be Who the cares? top
1: eight it's just okay It's at least kind of disrespectful. to play
0: top team it's,
1: it's disrespectful to the top teams
0: Dude, yes they, idiot that probably makes no just
1: sense.
3: go beat
0: those teams just go beat then the bad beat teams like you do but if you're a bad team, you don't deserve a shot. You earn that shot during the regular season. It makes the regular yeah. season. Oh my God! Don't you it's guys play like this game?
1: Don't you guys play like the Citadel this November?
0: So uh, New, New Mexico me. State. New Mexico State. Oh, oh. God!
1: Sorry, dude. I'm <laughs> so sorry. It'll be disrespectful. State. Okay. You to
0: have to play three Texas low-level A&M. teams. We play three low-level teams, but we play eight SEC teams. The best maybe the best the conference has ever been. Or at least, I mean, it's, it's one of the best years we've seen in the conference in terms of depth. On top of that, we always go out of conference and play a tough team. We play a Miami. We play a Florida State. We <laughs> no, Did you Lewis. just Miami. say Miami? Yeah, Miami, did you say Miami. Miami came in ranked fourteen. Miami stinks. Okay? Miami, no, Miami came stinks. in ranked four. <laughs> Shut up, dude! Miami they just
1: lost to Michigan
0: State. Miami, Miami imploded. State. Miami imploded because they ran into the freight train that is Alabama. If Al- if Miami didn't play Alabama, they imploded against Michigan they State. Do you actually state. believe that they would have lost to North Carolina State or something?
3: I believe that wholeheartedly no, because the same. Miami's awful.
0: Happened to Florida State. They were the number three team in the country. They ran up against the freight train that is Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide. Train they lost. Nick Tide.
2: <laughs>
0: and Jimbo Fisher tucked tail and ran out of town because of what Nick Saban did to that team. That, that, that's just the facts. I mean, they fell off. And Miami was only losing 17-14 to Michigan State, and they were driving. Then dumb turnovers, dumb mental miscues. They came unglued. They choked. And, that, my, and that, wouldn't have
1: happened if they wouldn't have played Alabama two weeks ago. Next in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm telling you right nah, here, man. right <laughs> Dude, now. Donnie's
1: seen the ghost of Patrick Certain when he pulled back to throw, bro. <laughs> it makes no sense.
0: It does make sense because when you're demoralized, when you're crushed, when you're embarrassed, the way Miami was in Week One, you're so going Florida's into a game. So Florida's gonna die? Is Florida gonna
2: imp- no? Just because
0: die they want, They weren't. It's those week one big games that you play and you get demoralized. Your season isn't the same. It happened to Louisville after Alabama. It happened to Florida State. It happened to Miami where you come in as a decent team, even a good team, maybe even a really good team where your ranking is. You have the NFL talent there. You have talent where the AP poll is ranking you high, saying this is a team that could contend for a national championship. Heck, I know we hate PFF, but one of their writers picked the Miami Hurricanes to win it championship. That's how much talent oh, they have. Oh, we don't hate
1: PFF. I hate PFF, dude.
0: You love them. And so <laughs> does Lucas. I've been playing in a PFF since day hey, one, son. You're oh, oh,
1: up, dude.
0: Don't play with me with that, okay? Do not play I'm with me I'm never going to
1: play with you, dude, You promise yourself that. <laughs> Second of all, don't worry about what I think. If you like PFF stats, say them. I'm just going to tell you they're
0: stupid.
3: I like one or two. A blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, you know? One, a
1: couple. Yeah. They got
0: a couple. The broken clock is right twice
1: <laughs> yeah. today, you know? Yeah, the blind tater every now and then.
0: <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get into our three main takeaways from this past week's NFL action. And Lucas is going to lead this one off. So, Lucas, give us your three <laughs> main takeaways from this past week's NFL action.
3: Okay, so first off, I think we talked a lot about last week about divisions with the NFC West being, you know, obviously the monster that they are. Ooh, ooh, this week, ooh, <laughs> this week now, I want to talk, <laughs> shift gears over to the AFC West. Now, the AFC West, you know, they, they didn't, I think they went 2-2 two and two this week, you know, LA lost and the Chiefs lost, surprisingly. You know, those are the two teams that have been picked, you know, to be really, really good this year. I mean, they had really competitive games all up, all up until like you know, the very end of the game. But the other two teams that won, we talked about the Raiders beating the Steelers there. Mm. Were the Raiders, who would have thought the Raiders would have looked as good as they have through two games? Now, they were losing to the Ravens, probably should have lost that, but they pulled out that win off of a good you know, defensive performance in certain spots. Now, Derek Carr is playing really good football as well, and he got a little dinged up there, but hopefully he'll be okay. They beat a really good Steelers defense there that did miss a couple pieces, but they still, you know, did handle their business with no Josh Jacobs. You know, Henry Ruggs had a big catch and that was really impressive. So they played a really good game and beat a Steelers team that went and beat Buffalo last week and were are riding that wave. And the Broncos continue their success against another bad team, probably the worst of the league, in the Jaguars. But Teddy Bridgewater is looking pretty good. Teddy Bridgewater's looking like the Teddy Bridgewater from the Saints where he went five and zero. You know, he's winning games. He's going, you know, doing just enough to where he's throwing enough touchdown passes and, you know, converting on enough plays where he's putting the Broncos in position to win games. So I think that the Broncos now I think the Broncos defense is kinda of loaded back up and Vic Fangio has those guys playing really well. It wouldn't shock me if the Broncos snagged the seventh oh. playoff spot oh. there. <laughs> No, I don't think the Broncos are meant for anything more than a seventh playoff. I
1: thought smack. you was about to say they could win that division. I was about to oh, get my no, car and go no, smack
3: no. you, dude. Nope, I am not saying that. I'll, <laughs> I'll get off of that. Train
2: no, already. but
1: all right, okay. Um, I believe it was the end of last episode. Me and uh, this other bozo that hosts this show, Brendan, <laughs> dude, got an argument because he thinks the AFC North is superior to the AFC West. You're completely right. Okay, look, the Chargers I, lost, I think but they're still a here. good team. Right. Shut up, Brendan. I'm talking. <laughs> the Chargers <laughs> lost, but they're a good team. You know, the Chiefs lost, but they are a good team. We know mm-hmm. that.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: Raiders are good mm-hmm. right now. I'll get. I'll get to the Raiders a little later on. Don't. We'll don't. Yeah, we'll see about that. And the Broncos. You know, Teddy does what Ted, Teddy's. I think Teddy is just. The definition of average.
2: He takes yeah. care of
1: the ball. Yep. You know, he's not gonna win your game, but you don't ha- you can go out there and trust he's not gonna lose the game for you. Yeah.
3: So, I yeah think if you if, you if you have all you the other if you have all the other factors going, like the defense playing pretty well ball, you're running the ball decently, the receivers are making great plays, and Teddy's you know, not turning the ball over, you can win yeah. games with Teddy. And I think that's what the Broncos <laughs> are doing right now. And they come in next week, they have another good – opponent, like, easy opponent that they should win. So, Jackson I, Kelly.
0: I think they oh, my God. Brandon, Jackson Kelly. Listen to me right <laughs> quick. Okay. I, I agree with your Broncos point, except for your point that Teddy Bridgewater is the definition of average. Because before this year, I would have agreed with you. I really would have. But look at what he's done through two games. Okay. 77% completion percentage five hundred and ninety two yards good for nearly 300 yards a game four touchdowns no picks a quarterback rating of hundred and twenty okay, okay. Yes. the giants and the jags
1: oh besides but that's the
0: <laughs> point he has been balling out and jerry judy's been hurt so his best receiver hasn't even been in the game he's been in there dominating Balling, putting the ball on the money exactly where it needs to go. Okay, it's really impressive. He's playing stuff. good.
1: He's playing good. Congrats, I mean, his best dude.
0: weapons, Cortland Sutton, a really good player, but you know, not 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 a household name, not a stud. And he's lighting it.
1: I think Teddy Bridgewater is, Sutton played good last year. Everyone knows Cortland's a good
0: player. But he's not someone like a Jerry Judy that you can rely on as that. Surfire bona fide. Star I think he that...
1: had a better year than Jerry Judy last year. Jerry Judy hasn't impressed me once. Well,
0: not last year. The year before, he was great. Last year, he tore his ACL, but the year before oh, that, he had 11, 1100 yards. But I, I mean, mean Jerry Judy, Judy, Judy ain't yeah. done
1: nothing crazy in this league.
0: Yeah, because I he's mean, a second I get year it player. He played
1: at Alabama. Oh my God.
0: And he <laughs> had an incredible training camp, man. I mean, he was pretty oh, much.
1: Yeah. So did Ben Lofflesberger.
0: Hey their number one (laughs) receiver coming into this year before he got hurt, okay? So, Cortland Sutton stepped up, but they drafted Jerry Judy to be that number one receiver because they knew that Cortland Sutton, as good as he was, wasn't that big time, whereas Jerry Judy is big time. That is someone if he stays healthy, he can be a bona fide receiver in this league, whereas... Looks like he's running
1: out of time,
3: according to my watch.
0: He's big time on the bench right now with the entry boot on,
3: so he can't really... (laughs) You can't really explain yeah, Unfair himself. Unfair. He's a be- what? unfair. What? Hey, where are he in college? Alabama. You-
1: okay, well, that explains <laughs> your yeah. position on
3: this. And I love right. Jerry Don't Judy. Don't worry about I do love Jerry guy. Judy.
1: Don't take it serious. He's just a little biased. <laughs>
3: hey, hey, I, I, I recognize love Jerry Judy. I think he was due for a big year until he got hurt. But, you know, a Cortland is still a really solid piece here. C. Never he really liked Jerry Judy. He was Judy. more
1: of a uh, Henry Ruggs guy.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. So, Henry Ruggs, who also he's another guy who game. had another big game, another touchdown against my day. Sears, which I hated seeing. But now we got oh, Jalen Watt. I just don't think Jay's, uh... Hey, hey, Jackson Kelly. We got Jerry Judy, you know. We got Henry Ruggs balling out. We got Jalen Waddle balling out. We got Devontae Smith balling out. And you want to talk about my Bama bias? No, it's called my Bama eyeballs because I'm seeing – what oh these Bama gosh. guys are doing in the league, and I am just I'm, I'm singing their praises because it's what they're doing. It's, it's that's great. The... I'm just saying Jerry Judy's done nothing. He had a good year last year for a rookie. I'm some yards, okay. <laughs> what was the quarterback? <laughs> what was the quarterback situation last year, fool? Drew Locke. <laughs> exactly. And that man was balling with Drew Locke as his quarterback. Okay, balling.
1: Hey, balling and nine
0: hundred yards. Hey, he had some good games, man. Jerry Judy really showed up last year in in some pretty big spots and some pretty big games.
3: That's like fifty
1: yards a game, Brendan. I
0: don't know if Denver even really had big but games he, per se, but
3: he he was like there. Yards he game, was present. Sure. <laughs> he was he was there present. <laughs> he nothing <laughs> more, nothing less. Whatever, uh, dude. I mean, Is what it is. It doesn't matter.
1: The clear, the clear point. What Lucas was talking about before Bama Boy had to show up (laughs) was the AFC West is better than the AFC North. They're the clear second best division in the league. For now,
0: for now, the AFC West over now really really solid. For now, okay. Because the AFC North entirety of the
3: season, guys. Ooh yeah,
1: yeah. I'm with Lucas (laughs) here. Lock this
3: in. Yeah, so really liked what I saw from the AFC West this weekend. And moving on to my second takeaway. Now, I know that the Baltimore Ravens won their game, a, a fantastic game on Sunday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a great ball game, really fun to watch, offensive galore. And the Titans and Seahawks also had an awesome game where it went into overtime. A little controversy on the safety, but they figured it out. I think the Seahawks and Ravens are both on fraud watch. Now, I think the Ravens' point is, I don't think mm-hmm. Lamar is. I think Lamar is set in stone, a great player. I think he's an unbelievable talent. You know, the passing is what it is. He can do enough. He can. He makes about one awful, awful read a game. You know, one or two. That's, that is what it is. But his rushing is unbelievable. He'll get the ball. Marquise Brown can run anywhere if he gets the ball. So I think their offense is fine. But that Ravens defense, which has been known as, like, such a normally it's such a strong unit, a strong point of their team, that kind of is the backbone that holds it all together. That unit has not played well at all these past two weeks. I mean, they let the Raiders come back into a game in the second half where Derek Carr was looking like, you know Aaron Rodgers out there running around throwing passes however he wanted, and you know Pat. I mean, the Chiefs are the best offense in the league, but there were plays where the touchdown plays were big chunk plays where they couldn't get a tackle to save their lives. It looked like pee wee football. Travis that, Kelsey was playing yeah. I was just about to say, little yeah. kids. Like they they couldn't tackle Travis Kelsey to save their lives. Like multiple players. So. I think the Ravens defense is very suspect, and I think they would get exposed easily by one of these top playoff teams. And they have to rely on Lamar with Devontae Freeman at running back to carry them. I mean, that's just, it seems like a tall task, even for a great player like Lamar, former MVP. And Seahawks, the Seahawks normally do what they did yesterday. They normally do that later in the season. Lose a game. They lost a game at home where they were up like 14 at one point.
0: Yeah, blew over a Titans team.
3: Late. Yeah, over a Titans team that you know didn't look all that good passing the ball. They had to rely on their workhorse Derrick Henry to get him back in that game, and he did. But you know, still they blew that game just straight up. Russell Wilson should have been called for a safety. Somehow he wasn't called down at the one. Somehow, political. But justice prevailed, and the Titans won that on a field goal. So the Seahawks, who I normally like to call frauds are showing that they're kind of fraudulent here in week two already. They scored six second-half points with an MVP candidate, quote-unquote, like Russell Wilson. I don't know. It smells fishy to me. Yeah, dude, I'm kind of frustrated they lost,
1: actually, because just for agenda purposes, we would have had four, eight undefeated teams and four would have been from the NFC West. But uh-huh. the Seahawks had to go and ruin it. But whatever, dude. It fit, it's good. So yeah. it, go ahead, B. No, I
0: you off for a minute. So what you're saying is you would rather have your agenda push that the NFC West is by far the best division in NFL history over have, having an NFC team an NFC West team lose that would help your Cardinals. So you'd rather and, have your Cardinals have a tougher path to winning the division. Be, than being pushed. Is that, that what I'm hearing? Is that is that, is that well, the point you're it, making? It'd
1: be different. It'd be different if they weren't playing an AFC team. But, I mean, we, they only play four a, like four or five AFC teams a year. You know, that's one that's of fair. them. That really don't have okay. a huge effect. It'd be different yeah. if it was an a- NFC team.
0: That's fair.
3: Yeah, it's plus this week too, so it's not like massive implications right now.
1: Yeah, Arizona won, so whatever. It's still 2 Yeah, you can 0. survive. Yeah, it's okay. But if I'm going to get back to the actual point at hand. Uh, okay, I agree – I don't know. See, I can't really comment on the Ravens because I didn't get to watch the game. Mm -hmm. I was working. But I wasn't sewed on them completely. I never am. I don't know why. I just don't buy into Lamar. I don't know if it's hate or what it is. I just can't ever buy into him. Um, The Chiefs losing did shock me, though, especially Sunday night football. And I believe now, yeah, that was actually Patrick Mahomes' first ever loss in September. So yeah. that's kind of interesting. And um, in terms of the Seahawks, I think me and you both – I think all three of us said they were kind of the, wink link, the weak link in the NFC West this year. Although as the seasons went, I kind of think the 49ers are. But this doesn't come as a huge surprise to me. So, yeah, you know.
3: I do, I do think that the Ravens are probably the stronger out of them in the Seahawks. But I don't know. It just seems like something where people would be like, ooh, watch out for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I will Jackson. say, it's hard but for they me fall. to say
1: the defense looked suspect when they played the Chiefs. Like, I didn't watch it, but like you're like, hey, dude, the defense looked awful. Who'd they play? Oh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Hill. The thing
3: the thing was, it was one of those where it's like, it wasn't that they were just playing the Chiefs. It's just like, they couldn't tackle. Like, they yeah. were, the Chiefs were breaking off big game touchdowns. It wasn't like... They drove the field and scored on a three yard shovel pass to Kelsey. It was Kelsey got the ball after they got pressure and he literally ran over like four people, like four or five people who had like clear shots on him. And a dude named Pringle scored a touchdown with like without being touched by any Ravens secondary. It was it was just big chunk play touchdowns that you shouldn't have in the pros. That's why I think it was like very suspect. I'll say
0: this, Luke. I agree with your point about the Seahawks. I think they had a great week one and followed it up by one of the traditional Seahawk collapses. And I've always said that about Pete Carroll you know, great coach half the season, but he loses a lot of games that he should win. Kind of a goofball. Never really liked the guy. Um, When it comes to the greatest
1: coaches of all time, but okay.
0: That's cat. but we'll get into that. That's another argument, another (laughs) debate for another day. When it comes to the Ravens, I wouldn't say that they're fraudulent as a team because I feel like Lamar and I feel like John Harbaugh are a coach and quarterback duo that you can always rely on to get a big win. You know, if there's ever a time you doubt, they kind of rise to the occasion and they can pull off some great things together. But I will say that their win over the Chiefs is fraudulent because that game was a fluke. If Clyde Edwards alaire doesn't fumble, the Chiefs kick a field goal, win that game, and it's another view where they kind of sleepwalk sleepwalk through half the game and still end up getting the dub. That's just how the Chiefs have been operating, and I think that their biggest comp see this year is boredom. I think it's complacency, and I think that loss is going to wake them up, and they're going oh. to go on a tear for the rest of the year. But that's honestly the way I what I see when I watch the Chiefs because. They are clearly the best team in the AFC, and they are so far above everyone else in the AFC when they're playing at their best. It's honestly a joke. I mean, it's just they, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill only had 14 yards last night, but he's still a stud. That offense with that offensive line, their defense is good enough. I mean, obviously, Lamar ripped him to shreds last night. Badger made some good plays. Their defense is capable of being good enough. I just feel like their offense is so incredible and so overpowered that if they stay healthy and they are focused, they'll roll through the AFC. So, the Ravens had an incredible win. I give them all the props in the world. I don't think they're frauds, but I do agree with you that that win was fraudulent because it was just a fumble. Kansas City would have kicked that field goal. Harrison Butker's a great kicker. They would have gotten that done, won the game, been two and a fell to 0-2, and I don't know. I just feel like the Chiefs, you know, they, they get a little complacent sometimes. Their play going gets a little too conservative. They get a little bit stagnant at times when they shouldn't get stagnant. And it's kind of how I feel about Alabama this year. Like during the Florida game, you know, you get up to a big lead. You're playing great. And then <laughs> complacency kicks in. You know, you get stagnant. You might have a couple drives stall out. You might let the other team start to come back. And that's just kind of what comes along with being the best team is sometimes there is complacency. And especially when you have been the best team or a top two, top three team for the last three, four, five seasons, you kind of get complacent because you're used to winning so many regular season games. You're used to being on top and teams are gunning for you. Teams are coming after you. So I definitely think complacency played into that. And I think, I do think that the Ravens chiefs game was somewhat of a fluke. And I think the chiefs are still by far the best team in the AFC.
3: Yeah. I was going to say my last point on your, your point about the chiefs, I think it's fair. Because I think one of the issues with the Chiefs' defense, I think, is like you said. I think they get up to a big lead and they kind of, they kind of lose an edge to them. Where it feels like they're really they're an op they're opportunistic defense where they capitalize off turnovers and all this. But like once they're just playing in back in zone and kind of letting them get whatever they want after a big lead, they kind of lose that edge when it gets close. So the chiefs do have that issue they kind of have to like step on the throat the entire game instead of letting it up so yeah i think that's a fair point so that will lead i'll go to my third takeaway here we're saying the panthers i think might be a legit problem in the nfc now i don't know i don't know their path to a wild card spot cuz like we've been talking about the nfc west so much they have a lot of good teams but and the nfc south has two teams on their own with tampa and new orleans but the Panthers took care of New Orleans, rather easily, you know. Too easily, the, man. <laughs> like really, like Jameis, your boy, y'all's boy, Jameis uh, he didn't play fantastic. Uh, I'm sure uh, we'll get into that. But you know, Sam Darnold did play really solid. And Sam Darnold, I think, with Joe Brady, is showing the potential that he had coming out of college. I think he. He's not doing too much. It felt like New York was always asking him to make these big plays, like he was, how he was drafted at third. But where Colin was right, <laughs> <laughs> really? No, Joe Brady's doing an excellent job of saying, making him, you know, not make too much of a big decision. You know, make too much of a big play. He's doing a lot of short passes. You know, getting into the intermediate, so... letting his receivers and running back make the big plays.
0: Kind of like how Joe Brady made Joe Burrow look like a number one pick.
3: Oh my God! He was just a passing. Game I mean, I'm
0: just saying. He wasn't the hey, offensive coordinator. He was.
3: The
0: he wasn't the offensive coordinator, coordinator, but he was the most influential guy in that in that coaching room for that offense during the 2019 LSU season. There's no doubt about it. He went in, well, yeah. and changed the way LSU played offense. And it's no shade to Joe Burrow. I just don't think that he was nearly as good as he was as that LSU season was because that was just magic. I mean, he just kind of had the magic that year. He just had. Something in his back pocket. Um, you know, by far the best quarterback in the country, and I'm not saying he's not going to have a good NFL career, but he's shown a lot of inconsistencies, and it's not to say that <laughs> yeah. he won't.
3: I mean, let's get Zach Taylor fired. Let's put Joe Brady up in there in Cincy, and let's see what happens. Let's see if it Let's I've see if it really that. is the coordinator. I would. That's one of the Yo, things Lucas. I'm kind of looking out for. <laughs> let's see if that happens. That fine, I don't know. Man. I could see it. I mean, I don't want to talk about another man's job, see it. but you know.
0: That's a tough little situation hey, there. So. It's our job to talk about other men's jobs. So, yeah, you know, we <laughs> we gotta call it as we Yeah. So I think
3: that's a why do you say
1: things like that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that. was I was just, keep I was just rolling, following man. up with Lucas. I was, was following up, up with Lucas said, Jackson. You got a problem. Yeah, with that? you know
1: what you was doing, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Getting under your skin, right? oh boy. yeah i'm riled up dude <laughs> <laughs> anyway pause on me which you're talking about being riled up okay like is, is, that, is that kind of pot calling kettle black part two <laughs> <laughs> i don't know
1: let me get back to the subject at hand please <laughs> uh yeah ask I me for permission okay <laughs> oh, i can have you off this show tomorrow don't
0: push oh, me man. oh oh really
1: <laughs> yes oh. dude yes <laughs> don't push me
0: <laughs> You're pushing me okay that's first of all and you owe me 20 dollars because the packers walked all over your detroit lions so i'll get hit it my...
2: to
0: you okay get it to me okay oh, i'm God. showing you who's it Okay. Oh gosh.
1: Oh my gosh. Anyways. Ooh. The Panthers, they look okay. They were okay last year. I'm not ready to buy him yet. That's it. I don't I, I don't know. Yeah. Matt, another dude, thing. Know. Matt Rule just don't look like a coach to me. But <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like, he looks like like you know, an NCAA coach who goes ten and two, 11 and one every year. He doesn't give me NFL coaching vibes. So he looks like don't...
0: he looks like the general manager manager of a Zaxby's to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I worked at a Zaxby's. you know, a guy that
2: kind of looks
0: like him. Uh, like, bro, I feel like you come perfect. over and shake your hand and ask you how your meals going. You know, maybe give you like five dollars off coupon. It. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Cookies, that, fits
1: out. that fits really <laughs> well. <laughs> You no, know, man. He always wears a
2: button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little quarter zip over it with the Zaxxons embroidered on it. You know? It's like a flannel Zaxxons <laughs> yeah, <Zaxman's
2: man>. shirt.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but well, oh, i am be a pervert, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pause. You want to talk oh. about me, Jackson, man? You're you just as bad as I am. Coming in and <laughs> and
1: have you worked in fast food, dude? Me? Yeah.
0: No, I have not. I've had a Please, lot of friends work understand. at Chick Fil A and no, hate so, it no,
3: I don't understand. Some of them dudes like get dude, way too look, friendly, look like, I'm high just schoolers. saying.
1: You have the 40 year old, the bad high school girls work there. They come in. Dude, uh, they, yeah. they, they be making comments. They pick favorites,
3: man. Because you
1: gotta look. They're trying to be friends with the high school boys that are working in the back. So they'll be making comments. You'll be like, dude,
3: what? <laughs> <laughs> You got a wife at home, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, your son is older than the girl you're talking about,
3: bro. <laughs> exactly. Oh, bro, that's exactly right,
0: man.
2: I don't <laughs> know is how the we... Panthers.
0: <laughs> now I feel like every time we bring up Matt Rule, this conversation is going to come <laughs> to the forefront. <laughs> yeah, Not going to be able to escape it.
1: But no. Honestly, he like to play Lucas... his team
3: like he did sixteen-year-old Becky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man!
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: he loves the backfield boys. <laughs> <laughs> i know you that right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Lucas. Honestly, I agree with your point. I mean, the Panthers are one of those teams where we didn't really come in with high expect. Actually, had them as one of your sleeper teams in the preseason, and that was a great call because I mean, the way Matt Rule's coached that team's been very impressive. Sam Darn, Christian McCaffrey looks great. Is always coming off that injury. Um. Yeah, the Panthers are a really good team. And, I mean, they might be, you know, 8-9, 9-8 nine, nine, by years. They've, you know, handled their business, done a really good job, and dominated a Saints team that we all thought was an elite team in the NFL this season. And that defense made, made my guy Jameis look lackluster. And I still am on the James 2005%. I still think Jameis is the real deal and is going to have a great season. One bad game is not going to set that off the rails. I'm telling you right now. Jameis Winston... I will
1: say on both sides of this, don't overreact because division games are really different, though.
0: That's Yeah, that is true.
1: Because with them being in the same division, I wouldn't overreact on either side. It's just how dominant it was was kind of surprising.
3: But the outcome itself is not nothing to get too worked up about. Yeah, because I mean, I was talking about Sam Darnold stuff, but I didn't even mention the defense did look really. The defense really slowed down a Sean Payton offense, like taking outside, like taking away you know the Jameis factor. Sean Payton normally looks really good against you know all the division, yeah. And so the Panthers really kind of shut that down, and I mean Brian Burns is a stud, and Jay Z Horn got an interception. You know, I mean it. I the Panthers, I you can see something being built with them. It's very evident that they are actually. They look competent compared to like last year, where they didn't. You didn't really know what was happening week to week, but now they kind of, you know, you kind of figuring it out. They ride C Mac, and you know the defense plays really well and gets
0: pressure and leads to turnovers. Man, God, God bless JC Horn. I'm telling you right now, that man had Brittany Renner at the game, and I don't know if he learned anything from PJ Washington, but oh. For him, real quick. He man. just that. signed
3: that contract, man. He just signed it. Was she there for him?
0: She was there for him. That's what the streets are saying, oh. man. That, 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 that's what I'm hearing. Dude,
1: I remember They're... when she started oh, showing man. up. She started showing up to Rupp Arena when P- PJ was still in college when she started coming oh. around. And I knew people, oh, were, I heard people like, yo, this is bad news for PJ. And I was like, what do you mean? Mm. And then it all
2: happened. <laughs> they prophesied it.
3: You got put yeah. that money away. Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> that money away now.
0: Oh my man. God, man. I got
1: a little bit of money. I don't know what she's doing this weekend, but whatever.
0: She got my next
1: paychecks, bro.
0: <laughs> but you might need three instead of two for that one. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, just, I don't know, bro. I had a lot of overtime on this one. <laughs> All right, and now it's time for my three takeaways, and I'm starting mine off with that bad man. That is Aaron Rodgers. 22 of 27, 255 yards, four touchdowns, four touchdowns. That's 81% completion, 9.5 yards per attempt. And four touchdowns. This man heard all the vitriol from Jackson Kelly. He heard all the vitriol from Skip Bayless. He heard the entirety of the sports media giving up up on him, trashing his name, saying he was done. And Aaron Rodgers responded. Aaron Rodgers showed why he is a top five. Nah, scratch that. Top three quarterback to ever play the game of football, okay? This man showed up and he showed out. And I know it was against the Lions, I get all of that, but this man made some of Shut the up, best throws up. I've hold ever up. seen tonight. Okay, How this many man yards was did you say? He had 255 yards on 27. So
1: 255 attempts. yards, one touchdown, a quarter against arguably one of the worst teams
0: in the NFL.
2: Dude, he, he played that?
0: the he played the best game a quarterback has played this season. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, throws Whoa, making, the throws he was making. The throws he was making. Did you an see
1: Kyler yesterday?
0: Turning the ball over, yeah, I did. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers on a throw to Tanya yesterday. That, I know you saw that throw to Tanya. Okay, I know you saw um, that throw to Devonte Adams. I did you know see you that throw that... to Christian Kirk? Did you see no. that throw? Yeah, but it wasn't Christian? as good as the th- throw to Robert Tanya. No, it that wasn't right as good. good. It was. I'll tell you that actually, right yesterday. now.
1: It wasn't as good. It was twice as good. Aaron oh,
0: Rodgers. Tom
3: Brady eviscerate my team
0: yesterday. He he. He did that yesterday. Okay,
1: Lucas, no Yeah, Aaron, disrespect. Tom your Brady behind like a D3. perfect
0: line with the best wide receivers in the league. Little Tom yeah. Brady. Against one of the worst yards.
1: defenses. I'm with B on this one. I hate to, but all come right.
0: on, Lucas. Your defense sucks. Hey, it's
1: bad.
2: <laughs>
0: hey, but all I'm saying about Aaron Rodgers.
2: Okay? i put up
1: 400 yards from quarterback
0: against the Falcons.
2: And <laughs> rush for
1: two more.
0: <laughs> this man played a flawless game of football. He responded to a world- of criticism last week. He's back and the Packers are back. He's Aaron back? Jones, Aaron Jones, four touchdowns today. Okay. One rushing, back. three receiving. Devontae Adams, eight receptions for hundred and twenty-one yards. The Packers were on fire in this game. They showed 250
1: him. yards and he's back.
0: Good. He's I, back. And that's he what being incredible. back is. That's almost that's what yard- being back hey, is. That's almost 10 yards in attempt. That's four touchdowns. That's a guy playing a flawless game of football, putting the ball putting the ball exactly where it needed to be. It's on his sp- I mean, he had three he had four touchdowns through three quarters though. That's the thing. He had the four touchdowns through three quarters. He was balling out. He came into that game with the mindset that he was going to take over. They were down 17 to 14 in halftime, okay? Aaron Rodgers responded. Aaron Rodgers answered the bell. He scored 14 points in the third quarter. He was on the he. He was the man. He was straight up the man. He was. was he did was your his man. job. Oh man, shut up with that! I am getting <laughs> real sick of you spouting all that off. Uh, Rogers proved you wrong, Jackson Kelly. He proved he didn't wrong. me wrong. He, he proved you lies. wrong. He proved you wrong. You said not only you bet me twenty dollars. You told me not only were the Lions gonna win, but the Lions were gonna walk all over the Green Bay Packers. Right, you dude, said Aaron Rodgers I, I mean, was trash. And I want you okay, to that. Okay, I was that. wrong
1: about the Lions. I'm but not, you're wrong about Aaron Rodgers. Say it. Say I, it. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong.
3: Oh, my, God. He, I like my God. I feel like one of the takeaways you, every week is if we're going to be If we're
1: going by this, about how they perform against the Lions, then I guess are we going to be ready to start the Jimmy Garoppolo's better than Aaron Rodgers? It's Rogers? the
0: eye test. Aaron Rodgers was making perfect plays all over the field. The dime to Devontae Adams. The Oof. dime to Robert Tanyan. The dimes all over the field to Devontae Adams, more to Robert Tanya, to Aaron Jones, to Randall Cobb. This man was dropping dimes all game long. And well, it was if he's just dropping silly. dimes,
1: then why do I need your two cents, idiot? <laughs> I don't need to hear you talk about him all the time. <laughs> he's not that great, and he's washed.
0: He is that you're great. You're he he's MVP candidate. How is he washed?
1: How is he washed? He won MVP last year. That doesn't make best, sense.
0: You're acting like a great game is 250 yards. It's not about the yardage, four touchdowns, no picks, making the perfect throws he did. They, they, they were managing the game after three quarters because they were already up a ton. He had four touchdowns through three quarters. The man was balling out. The man was putting on a show against the okay? Lions. I don't care who is against Aaron Rodgers, balled out. He played a perfect game. He had 145 quarterback rating. This dude was great.
1: Yeah. MVP and speaking this season.
0: Quarterbacks, I'm going to my second point. The New England Patriots, they're legit, legit. And I hate to say it, but their defense looks great. Mac Jones looks great. <laughs> Damian Harris looks great. <laughs> James White looks great. They're a team that Bill Belichick has coached up. They're a team that picked up picked off Zach Wilson four times. This past Sunday. Four interceptions for the second pick. And he played like trash. He did. But he also got sacked yeah. four times. He was under constant duress. And the Jets have a pretty decent surrounding cast around him. They are one of the worst teams. But I feel like if you put a Mahomes on that team. Or you put a, 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 another you know, good quarterback on that team. They'd be a decent competitive, competitive team. But the Patriots are something serious, man. They really are. And I hate to say that because I hate the Patriots. They should have won in week one. They lost because that Damian Harris fumble. He redeemed himself, had that long touchdown against the Jets, balled out. We understand all of that. But the New England Patriots this season, as I said, are very legit. They're a playoff contender. They're going to go to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl because that's Kansas City's to lose. But you really want to be playing Mac Jones and the New England Patriots in December and January? Right now, I don't think so. With that Mm -hmm. defense, with that quarterback making great decisions, with those running backs being as explosive and great as they are, with the receiving core that while they're not the best, you know, Jacoby Myers can make a play or two. The Patriots are legit, man. I hate to say it, but it's just the truth, and they've really impressed me the first two weeks of the season.
1: uh, (sighs) I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when we did our preseason rankings for this show, I had them ranked 10th.
2: You and had you them higher have, than us. You all had
1: them ranked like 20th. And for the reasons you just said, I told you the defense had a lot of guys missing during COVID last year. The defense was going to be good. And so I was right about the Patriots. They are good. I expected Cam to be doing it, but I also have told you all that I was high on Mac Jones. Excluding you, I was higher on Mac than anyone else. I said he was the second best quarterback. And do you know who I said was the worst quarterback taken?
0: Zach Wilson.
1: And what did he do, dude? Oof,
0: He's man, up two the joint. that and was bad. Stinks. That was really
3: ugly.
1: So while I agree with everything you said, I'm just gonna take my victory lap real quick and we can. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Okay, here's where I'm gonna disagree with oh. this. I think the Patriots, I don't think that game yesterday proved anything more than we already knew. We knew that the defense was good, and we knew that they would probably pick on a rookie quarterback like Zach Wilson. Because isn't Bill Belichick's like, undefeated in home games against rookies? I think undefeated in general against rookies. I don't think he's ever yeah. lost to a rookie quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So this is one of those games where, Although it's a very, very like big statement win for their defense and Mac Jones looked good like he did last week and I think he's going to keep improving. I think this is still I think the jury's still out on the Patriots. I still they see them as like I see them over five hundred. I don't know if they're a playoff team over five hundred. You know I think they're like maybe nine and eight or you know ten and seven or whatever. I think they're around that range and I don't know if in the AFC right now if that's enough to really get a playoff spot. But I mean, the Patriots looked good against the team they should have looked good against. And I think that they're probably going to be better than the Dolphins if, you know, if for the Dolphins' offensive line is so atrocious. It is so bad. So the Patriots, in the long haul, might be better than the Dolphins now. It is
1: Who's a. Who's been a, saying they weren't a, better than the Dolphins? Inter, interruption, the Dolphins don't have a
0: quarterback. Interruption. Shut up, Jackson <laughs> Kelly. You just made a good point, Lucas. The Dolphins have a piss-poor offensive line. And that's why Tua got hurt. And Jacoby Bissett winning that that game? And the Dolphins got shut out by the Buffalo Bills. 35 to nothing. He looked like garbage. Tua is a I mean, great quarterback behind, behind a bad. Uh, shut up, Jackson Kelly. I don't care if you're the Bills are back on the way. I don't care God, if you're God, I think up a I think the lung. Dolphins need to shut go up. get
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick back, dude. Oh, clearly <laughs> it's, it's not
0: right. He's got a bum hip. Tua got hurt. Tua oh, is yes. the blue. Tua is the glue. Keeping his Keep that team together. Tua is the glue <laughs> keeping that team together. Okay, Tua played great against the Patriots. He, he did what he needed to do, considering yesterday. the circumstances. A terrible offensive line, oh never God, any dude, time I'm to glad, operate. I'm this is the, the truth. This is thank the you for that truth. Elfman. I'm telling you right
3: now, I, Jackson I Kelly. Didn't know that would go <laughs> in the south. I. <laughs> I Dude, know, do you, you want... want to know
1: my middle name so you can just say it around my whole?
0: <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll take your, I'll, I'll take it. What is it? It's Ross, like the star. No, <laughs> Ross,
1: R O S S.
0: Jackson Ross Kelly. Yes, sir. <laughs> that sounds like that, that sounds so
2: Confederate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have this conversation, bro. You know that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's your Anyways, name? any oh, Scott,
1: Brandon Scott. What yours, Lucas?
3: William. Lucas William. <laughs> Alright, so I work.
1: definitely have the coolest name on set. Oh God,
0: sure. no, nah, Jackson Ross Kelly. My name is. I yeah. look at four names. My my name is so <laughs> yeah, good. dude. Tell us a story about how cool your grandpa's <laughs> were, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we love that around here. I know you do. I can talk oh, this. yeah,
1: dude. Shut up. Oh,
2: hey, got dudes, <laughs> Anyways, dude. Shut up. I'm
1: done talking about this. Go Tell me oh. more excuses about when Tua goes 5-13 this year and it's not his fault. Oh. Well, Tua's going
3: to oh, be let, hurt, let me, so his real record will be whatever the games he's barely played in. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Two tackle- if He plays a full game and they lose Jackson. Them games don't happen.
0: Two attacks. Played a good game against the Patriots. I know he made that one bad interception. He had two touchdowns. They won the football game.
2: He, he gets hurt against four. he
0: gets hurt against the Bills. What happens? Jacoby Brissett goes in, stinks up the joint. The Dolphins, like as I said, lose thirty five to zero. They would have lost thirty five to zero either way. They got a bad offensive line. Tua did all he could do with that offensive line, maneuvering the pocket, trying to make the best decisions, the best throws. But as we know about the NFL, if, you're off, if your offensive line cannot pass block, you're screwed as a quarterback. Unless you're the elite of the elite, a top-five quarterback, a Kyler Murray who can get outside the pocket and make plays with his feet, maybe a Lamar Jackson. Oh, don't kiss my ass. Hey, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm being real about it. I'm being real about it, okay? It's the truth. Tua is a really good quarterback. He's top 20 in the NFL when he's healthy. I don't care. He is. He's a great – he's a good decision maker. (laughs) He has a good arm. He's amazingly accurate. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. He just is. His accuracy has always been incredible. And when he's healthy and when he finally has an offensive line that can't protect him – he will show that. And he did show that week one, even with that piss poor excuse of an offensive line. So I don't want to hear that two is trash because he proved <laughs> in week one that he was not. And I hope top he, 20 he he's such not a trash. Funny range he's top
2: there.
3: 20. <laughs> top 20 is such a funny range there.
1: <laughs> he's, a, he's a little below average, but he's not trash. Hey, hey, let me ask Andy you a Dalton's question, a B. top 32. What's that?
0: Throwback. What's
1: that? All right. So you get your choice the remainder of the season. Just the remainder of the season, okay? No long term stuff. Just this season. Who you taking, Big Ben or Tua?
0: Tua, hands down, <laughs> unequivocally. I don't even have to think twice. I would. So play- you're
1: off the Ben train.
0: I, I'm off the Ben train. I, I, oh, I, I'm, no. I'm off the Ben train. What a no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Big Ben, wow. if you're listening to this, I want you to know that I love you and I loved our Super Bowl runs together. You know, <laughs> I grew up watching oh, you I could win never. Super Bowls. I grew up watching you with that floppy hair, <laughs> crash motorcycles, catch a few, uh, almost catch a few cases, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, we what we what have a lot of memories said? together. But at this point, man, you're 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 nothing manager, and I think we can still have a good season together, but I as right now I I don't believe in Ben whatsoever. I would take Tua, I would take Mac over Ben in a heartbeat. I would take oh, Joe I've Burrow over Mac easily. Oh yeah, I would take Mac over any rookie yeah. quarterback. He's better than Trevor Lawrence.
2: Yeah, he's better I'm than doing. Trevor
0: Lawrence, he's better than Zach Wilson, he's better than Justin Fields, he's better than than Trey Lance. And he was better in college last year. That's the funny thing. He was the best quarterback in college football last year, but just because he's kind of unathletic and looks like a frat boy, nobody really thought that he would be, you know, <laughs> yeah, Trevor, Trevor don't look like a frat boy. <laughs> Zach Wilson looks like a frat boy. No, Trevor 100%.
1: Lawrence like
0: he, Trevor yeah. Lawrence looks like he lives in like the, daddy's you know, funny. Yeah. Trevor no, Lawrence Trevor looks Lawrence like he's like has Tarzan. Like, like he lives Lawrence in Trevor Lawrence has that
1: dude that, uh, you ever go to a frat party and there's that one dude that always brings acid? That's Trevor <laughs>
2: Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can see it i can see it <laughs> but yeah. mac jones is better though mac jones is better right now i don't think there's even an argument right now that mac jones is better i don't know
1: i think trevor's in a way worse situation i think he's played pretty good for what his situation is
0: yeah but the situation yeah. doesn't make him make bad decisions the situation doesn't make him throw the ball to the other team throw 50 yards over a receiver's head just just make really rushed, terrible decisions. Your situation doesn't dictate that very much. I mean, it just doesn't. Especially Trevor Lawrence, you're supposed to be coming sure. in. You're supposed to be a superstar. You're supposed to be a superstar of the highest order. You're supposed to be a guy coming in, one of the best quarterback prospects of all time, and you just haven't lived up to it yet. And yes, it's only been two games. He can still improve a lot. But I just look at Trevor Lawrence as a guy who, he just not. he's not making good decisions right now. And he's costing his team a lot. And the Jaguars are a terrible organization, a terrible team. Urban Meyer, as Lucas alluded to last week, should be on his way out pretty soon because he's a joke as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) But that brings us into my third and final takeaway of the day. (sighs) I hated to do this. I hated to shine a light on this team because I've been rooting against this team ever since Tom Brady went there. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now are in a league of their own. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, the way that they're executing that offense, the way that offensive line is performing, the way Tom Brady looks three or four years younger than he actually is, the way that Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones are all balling out, the Ray Rob Gronkowski has had a career resurgence. And their defense hasn't been the greatest, I'll admit that, but they've shown a lot of flashes of being that defense from last year. And, I mean, they've gone against the Cowboys, who have one of the best offenses in an Atlanta team, who is getting blown out, who is pulling out all the stops. Matt Ryan had some great throws, but they also got some turnovers and showed up when they needed to. So, with all those factors coming in, I just feel like right now, you know, the Chiefs are still my Super Bowl pick. I still think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. But right now, the Buccaneers are level, and it's just scary, man. Their their offense, as I said, is just clicking on all cylinders. Their defense still has that explosive, those explosive tendencies. They still have, you know, the potential to reach the level they were at last season. Returning all twenty two starters, it's just insane what Bruce Arians has been able to build in Tampa Bay, man. That like I said, that offensive line and Brady, it's just it's unreal. And uh, they might go fifteen and two this year. They might go sixteen and one. The bucket. The Buccaneers are that dominant and they're insane, man.
1: Uh, I think you're getting way ahead of yourself. I don't, I mean, I think they're a good team, sure, but I haven't seen nothing that makes me think they're the best team in the NFC by no means. Really? Yeah, I mean, they beat the Cowboys and the Falcons. What was even the final score to the Falcons game?
0: 48 uh, uh,
3: 25. Yeah, it was like a lot of, a lot of late garbage time. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. It was.
1: Okay. Well, no disrespect, Lucas Williams, but, (laughs) dude, you know what I mean? Like, it's the Falcons. And no disrespect to you, no disrespect to my friend Joe, but it's top three picks this year.
2: They're improving. Yeah,
3: Yeah,
1: dude. Arthur Smith's on the way out. Oh, Oh, Already?
0: Absolutely not. No, that's a lie. I'm calling that. No, that's a lie. Sorry, dude. Sorry. How this soon would he be on his way out already? That's just ridiculous, man.
1: Because I said so. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys are a pretty decent team. I like the Cowboys, but I mean, I just don't. Let let me see them play a team that is a bona fide. We know this is a guaranteed playoff team and with a good – you know, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not atmosphere. A winning uh I don't know. Like a team a team that just you know is good. Well the
3: good news like, is a
1: winning atmosphere attitude. The good news is
3: this next week they're gonna play that team. They're Who? gonna play the Rams. All right. In the four we'll o'clock window. Probably the Fox game of the week I'm assuming. We'll see.
1: If they if they if they beat the Rams I'll start sipping the Kool-Aid juice. But I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose by a couple touchdowns to the Rams. What? Yeah, Oof. I mean, we'll get to wow. that. I'm just saying, I'm thinking they're yeah, going to we'll hit a there. wall. We'll get there. I'm just thinking, I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not a believer yet.
3: Okay. Um, I would be, I'm kind of with you at the point where we need to slow down a little bit on the Bucks because I think that there are They haven't played the best of the competition. Now, the, the Falcons stink, and the Cowboys are probably, I think they're a little bit higher than a mid-tier. But, like, you know, their defense was nothing special. But let's let's see them against one of the big boys, the Rams, who we have been really high on on this podcast, you know. So let's see them against them and see if they can, if they blow them out or something or get up, like, a couple touchdowns on them. Which I doubt that would happen. I think it'll be a close game, but you know, I let's see them against them, and then we can really you know decide if they're the upper echelon, clear number one team.
1: Which I'll be pulling for them to win that game, but yeah, I'm not. uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm,
3: I don't think they will. It is unbelievable that Tom Brady is as old as he is, and I mean, we've been talking about how bad the Falcons were, but it's still unbelievable how old he is. Yeah. Doing what he's doing. That is it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's incredible.
1: Greatest of all time.
0: Not the best of all time. That is Aaron Rodgers. I'm not Aaron. having this conversation. That again. is Aaron Rodgers.
1: I, I had to go got to church bruise. last Sunday simply because of what I said to you on this podcast,
2: dude. <laughs> so no,
1: I don't want to talk about it. Is that it? Are you done with yours?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm done with mine. I already said All Aaron right. Rodgers is back. He's that bad man again. The Patriots are legit, and the Bucks are on another level right now. Those are my three main takeaways. Now, the floor is yours, Jackson Kelly. The floor is mine, dude. Jackson <laughs> Why start Kelly. Excuse Jackson me. <laughs> Kelly. Yes, sir. So, oh, I shut talk- up. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> Don't start with that yes, Kersky stuff on this podcast. You kidding me?
1: Yeah, I like that song. Anyways, so here's, here's where I want to start. Can I please talk football?
0: Yes, once the, on floor, this show? the floor is yours, Jackson Kelly. I'll say it again. You got it.
1: All right, let's press the brakes on the Raiders. Yes, yeah. I know they're 2-0. and Yes, I know they beat the Ravens and they beat the Steelers. But the past two seasons, they started out 5-1 and one and missed the playoffs. That's just the facts. It's early in the season. They've looked good. But I think the main thing is the other teams have, have looked bad playing them. I, I'm just not buying into them yet because of what history has told me. Now, like I've said, I like John Gruden. I like Derek Carr. I think they're a team that, I think I've, I've worded it. Is there a team full of guys you can win a Super Bowl with but aren't going to win you a Super Bowl? And that includes the coaching staff, up to the ownership, front office. I'm just not ready to buy into them yet. Just mm. not yet. Let, let if, if they're still looking this good come week 10, week 11, all right. But let's get – I got to see them. Because they've started 5-1 and one the last couple of years. And they've won – I mean, they were the first team to – uh, they were the first team, I think, to beat Patrick Mahomes when he threw two or three interceptions in a game. Like, that was the first time that ever happened last year. So,
3: let's chill. Yeah, no, those are all valid points. I'm kind of with you on the Raiders. I think I think they're a good team simply because they found a way to kind of overcome these, like, deficits they put, like kind of put themselves in. Because, like, I yeah. mean – I feel like I don't remember last year's games or anything, but like if they were just losing like outright those games or if they were just winning those games outright, like just dominant fashion, then I could see them being a little bit sketchy this year if they were winning outright again. But yeah. I think the fact that they're kind of like, they're having to overcome you know, a little adversity here and there, it kind of makes them a little bit different. Now I don't know if they're going to be, I don't think they're like a contender, like big time contender. I think they can cause some real issues in the AFC against some teams that, you know, have Super Bowl aspirations. Where would you all currently rank them
1: in that division?
0: I would say the third. Division. I would say third I, in the division. I think the Chargers are still better. Okay. As of
3: today, I would rank them second probably over the Chargers.
1: Actually, See, I think them, the Chargers, and the Broncos are all very close. I,
0: I actually think, I think, that think they are close. I I I kind of feel like, okay, I kind of feel like right now they would be second just because of how impressive they've been over the first two weeks. But I still think overall they're third. I think yeah. the Chargers are a better football team. And I think they're a little bit better than the Broncos, but that's just because the Broncos haven't played anyone. I think at the at both teams' peaks, the Broncos might be a little bit better because they're so good on defense and because I think Teddy Bridgewater can be every bit of, as – um, efficient as Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a lot better, obviously, but I think Teddy Bridgewater, you know, can really utilize the weapons they have in Denver. So I would, you know, put the Raiders third in that division, but they're they're still not. They don't have the ceiling of the Chargers. I'll just say that they don't have the ceiling yeah, that the Chargers I'm have.
3: Kinda, I'm with you there. It's one of those where it's like if you had to tell me to project it, I'd pro- I'd have the Chargers over the Raiders. But if you look at the results on the field right now. I mean. Oh, if you look at probably, right now.
1: I think they're a top five team, but I'm just saying I don't think long yeah, term it's, it's going to be that way at all. I just feel that's like they're not totally fair. Off. I mean, they've beaten two pretty solid teams.
3: Yeah, no, they've put they've beaten teams that we've kind of talked about, like you know, as at least playoff contenders.
1: Yeah. Well, one playoff-contending yeah. team,
2: but yeah. <laughs> oh, the,
0: the Steelers, the Steelers—that's <laughs> that, the team you're referring to.
1: No, I don't think so, but Not this year. And then my second point is, and yes, I'm not going to say I was wrong, okay? I'm not going to say that. But I said last week that, you know, everyone was hyping up Jameis's performance last week. Oh, and I was like, guys, honestly, I expect more out of Jameis. I'm not that impressed with his performance. Yeah, he had the five touchdowns, but he had 140 yards. You know, and so this past week, he didn't play good. That team didn't play good. And so I don't want to say I've been bamboozled by the Saints, (laughs) (laughs)
2: but
1: I don't know how to feel. I'm not as confident anymore at all.
0: Jackson. Do you remember what I said to you last week about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers? R E L A X. So
1: I'm saying I'm not trying Relax. to laugh. But I'm telling you, dude, he's not He's not lived up to expectations for me this year yet. He at has all.
0: five touchdowns and two picks. Okay. I know that he only had 155 yards in week one, but the game's yards script- you have in week two. Um, I think he had about... Because uh, I know in the
1: fourth, at one point, he had like 87. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see here. I know it was under 200. He had 111 yards. He went 11 for 22, Ooh. uh 11, five yards. So he attempt. has
1: 260 yards for the entire season.
0: Right now, through two games, <laughs> he has 259 yards, five touchdowns, two picks, and 97 quarterback ranking rating, um, 59% completion percentage. Dude, that's not good. Carry. It, I mean, that's not good
1: at all. Dude, he averaged more yards than that in Tampa last year.
3: <laughs> I was say, it's crazy game. because it's it's weird because it's not like the old Jameis that we no. like, are accustomed to, where it's like he's throwing it everywhere, so he's getting all these yards.
1: Like those are numbers I'd expect from Teddy.
0: Very good point. Yeah. I will say this. I think that, you know, there is bound to be a game like this where Jameis struggled the Saints. Saint, struggled. That was a little bit of a tongue twister, but it's okay. Because
1: same Struggle, St. Struggle, same Struggle, <laughs> St. Struggle. No, it's not.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm telling you right here. And right now, the new Orleans saints are going to be fine. They're not going to do anything crazy this year. They're not going to win their division. They probably won't even make the playoffs, but they're going to win seven, eight, nine games. They're going to be a team that can beat anyone any given week. James is still going to have a great season. James See, I a was thinking they
1: were a playoff team.
0: See, they could still be a playoff team, but the problem is, you play in a division with the Bucs who are just going to dominate everyone. You play in the NFC with so many good teams this year. I mean, the NFC West probably has three yeah, of those. But we're not talking teams about alone. the
1: Bucs, dude. We're talking about the Panthers. Made them look like fools. Hey,
0: but the Panthers have had a really good season. I mean, we have to give them that credit. Through two games, they've looked like a team who is really good, and they've looked like a team who could spot. But that NFC West, man. I mean, those three playoff spots are probably going to be sewed up by those three those three teams that don't win the division out there. So the way I'm looking at it is the Saints won't have much of a chance anyway if they did win nine or ten games because, the I mean, say the winner of the NFC West wins 13 games. The 49ers, the Seahawks. And the Cardinals, I'm assuming the Rams won the division. The Cardinals, um, 49ers, and Seahawks all won 11, 12 games apiece, even 10 games apiece. That makes it really hard for a team like Carolina or even a team like New Orleans, who's inferior right now to Carolina, to get into the playoffs. So I'm not going to judge James' success of whether they make the playoffs or not. I think he's going to, you know, rebound really well from last week. I think he's going to do some really great things. Have a really good season and be New Orleans starting quarterback for, you know, I think I think that they're going to end up signing him to a long contract. I really do. I think he's going to be their quarterback for the next five or six years. I think he's still really young. I think he, he fits really well with their building there. And they're never going to be bad enough to be in the top 10 picks to get a, like a tr- stud transitional quarterback. I think that he's going to be there for a while. And I really do believe in Jameis still. I'm not going to overreact to one performance and say, oh, Jameis is done. Because I heard that with Aaron Rodgers. And he responded. And obviously, James <laughs> Winston is not <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I say. But... He showed a lot in week one, and he's still a very talented quarterback, and he's still a really hard worker, probably one of the hardest workers in the entire NFL. <laughs> he has a great work ethic. He does. He has a great work ethic, and he's never given up. He's always been really you know, <laughs> yeah, mentally tough. And I, I remember you
1: were up. on the Jameis train because of a speech you gave to an Asian cranker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey I've been on the Jameis train a minute man I've liked Jameis Winston a lot I've liked Jameis Winston since they beat Auburn in that 2013 national championship game I fell in love with Jameis Winston ever since he threw that touchdown to Calvin Benjamin fell in, in the back well you know what I'm saying dude okay okay get your mind out of the gutter Okay, it's
1: not out of the gutter dude. I think it's a sweet story seems like a family (laughs) tradition Willoughby (laughs) Rayburn
0: you know all about that Ross Kelly what's
1: wrong with Ross dude it was my grandpa's first name I'm glad you are making fun of it regardless great pop ball my bad Uh, yeah I I like Jameis I mean I I said one of my worst takes I said Tampa Bay made a mistake taking Brady (laughs) they should have kept Jameis I i recently deleted that tweet, but (laughs) the bottom line is this. I think I still believe in him, but I was seriously thinking they were a playoff team. He was going to be a top 10 quarterback this year, and that's just not the case. And you called him an MVP candidate last week, so
0: don't get all
1: my expectations were (laughs) too high. Those are your words, not mine.
0: He still can be, okay? He has five touchdowns through two games still. I know he played terrible last 50 week. But he, yards. But, man, he can rebound. He has okay, one bad game. This is great. Change that. He this can so has a lot.
1: 700 yards right now.
3: This is so fun hearing the Jameis Winston doubt. I love it. I love the Saints failure. I was a hey. Panthers
0: fan like for a little minute there on Sunday.
3: Hey, hey,
0: Kyler Murray's on another level right now, Jackson. That man is something serious. Like I am just giving that oh. to you right now. He he's something
1: he's so serious. Special dude. Oh, and Gus Johnson calling
0: the game was so lit, dude. I love Gus Johnson. He's one of the I best. didn't realize he was calling the NFL games again.
3: Yeah. So I feel like he did it for a minute, right? No, he hasn't for a while.
0: He's been he like really pretty much back. just like Ohio State and everything on Fox for college. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's calling the Cardinals game next week too.
3: Oh, wow, that's awesome.
1: Oh dude, and we play Jacksonville, so I'm sure we'll have like at least <laughs> one or we'll have one or two long touchdowns. I'm and hoping be like,
2: Aah, Aah. Aah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: dude, that throw collar yeah. had off his back foot to Christian Kirk. That was
0: crazy. That
1: <laughs> It was like it was... Dude, them fadeaway throws scare me. That's the second one he's done. That's like a He just lobs it up. I know, dude. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I'll get to my last point now. Um, dude, this is gonna be a fun year. Like I know that sounds crazy, but like are lame for a point. But I genuinely don't know if we're gonna have a team that steps out away from the pack this year. I really don't. I mean, right now, you say the Buccaneers are the team that's hot. Um, they've beaten two teams that one might make the playoffs, one might have the first pick next year. The Chiefs, you know, they lost to the Ravens who lost to the, uh, the Raiders, you know, the Bills lost to the Steelers. We don't, I mean, I don't know, dude. I was saying last week, I was like, if the Titans beat the Seahawks, I'm going to be walking with my chest out wide. That happened, but the Cardinals barely escaped a win over the Vikings. I just feel like there's so many good teams this year that I really think, especially the extra game, this is going to be like a historic season.
3: Yeah, I th- I think I totally agree with that point where it's like, because there's teams where you like see them after week one, like the Steelers, for instance, where you're like, man, that defense looks so dominant, and Big Ben looks pretty good. You know, they beat a really good Bills team on the road, and then you come back and lose to the Raiders, who we didn't think the Raiders would be like anything that special. Yeah, you know, and it's like it, it is very just seems like a lot of teams that like have been pretty bad. They're kind of you can kind of see a little bit of. Them turning the corner. I don't know for to be like long term winners, but they're winning these games now. Where, yeah, kinda... exactly.
1: You're seeing the teams that have struggled over the last couple of years finally find their groove, and you're seeing like a lot of teams, no disrespect, be like the Steelers that you can see are kind of starting to, you know, they're heading towards a rebuilding phase. They're just trying one last time.
3: They're, they're the eras coming to an end with certain quarterbacks, yeah. And you can see some of the young talent coming up and really showing that they're here to stay. Yeah.
0: Argued argue for the next 30 minutes that the Steelers are anywhere close to a rebuilding phase, babies. but. At least almost, a quarterback change. You can at least yeah, a quarterback, quarterback change, change. Yes, a quarterback change, yes. Figuring but out Our defense the... is young and I think y'all's
1: defense is straight, but I don't think you're walking your offense is like Dude, we got three great young receivers
0: get a great young running back we have a young offensive line that's going to get better from here that you said okay? was
1: rebuilding you said your offensive line is rebuilding
0: but we're not phase when we get a new quarterback he's going to have a great team around him he's going to have an even better team around him than ben does so as long as we find that quarterback i'm not concerned but to address your point i do think that the Chiefs and the Buccaneers are by far the best teams when they play at their peak. But there are so many good teams out there where if the Buccaneers or the Chiefs weren't playing at their best, like the Chiefs against the Ravens, they could very well lose. But I do think when the dust settles, we get into January, I think the, the cream is going to rise to the top. I think teams like the Chiefs and the Bucks are going to separate themselves from the pack. And, I mean, my preseason NFC champion was the Green Bay Packers. And after week one, that didn't look terrible. But after they're showing against the Lions, after them showing that they can go out there and play like the Packers that we're accustomed to seeing, they could be a team that rises to the top. You think they
1: can win the NFC?
0: Can they? Yes. Will they? Probably not. But you need a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. You need a quarterback like Kyler Murray to step up and beat Tom Brady and beat the Buccaneers. Because I'm telling you, right now, the Buccaneers are just hard to stop, man. They have so much going for them on offense. They have so many playmakers on defense. They're the most complete team in the NFL, easily, because they're a playmaking defense. But their offense carries them. if their offense has a bad night, they're pretty much done, whereas the Buccaneers, I feel like, can beat you in in a multitude of ways, whereas the Chiefs have to beat you with that just Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill video game craziness. That, that's how the Chiefs won a Super Bowl. That's how the Chiefs win. Remember that game, they the year they won the Super Bowl against the Texans? They fell down huge in the first quarter, came back, won the game. It was literally like watching the game in Madden. It was just insane. I mean, the Chiefs are a video game team. But oh, man, when it comes to the
1: Super Bowl, I think every single game in the playoffs, they were down by more than 10 points.
0: Yeah. Came back and won yeah. them all. It's yeah. insane. Like so that's just the brand of football they play. But I do agree that right now the parity is incredible in the NFL. And I think overall the parity is incredible in the NFL. But I do think that when the cream will rise to the top and the Chiefs and the Buccaneers are still both safe bets to at least get to the um, championship weekend
1: I would say the Chiefs yeah, I don't know about the Bucks though. Yeah. Cuz I just say I'm just saying like if you put the Bucks in the NFC West and you put one of the NFC West teams in the NFC South, would it change anything for you?
0: I mean, it probably would. Because then they'd have actual competition to worry about in that division. And who knows? The Panthers might still be competition. I mean, they're 2-0. and They look really good against the Saints. The Panthers could be a team that could give the Buccaneers some trouble. But I highly doubt it.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just – I'm not completely sold on them being elite. We'll find out this week.
0: We'll find we, out this week. We will find out this week. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this week, that leads us to our weekly game picks. And we're starting out this week with Thursday night football between the Panthers. Wait, and what's our tech-
1: records right now? All right, so like what's the records for
0: okay. so far this year? Okay, so I'm leading the pack so far. Not a big surprise there at twenty one and eleven. <laughs> Lucas, you're nineteen and thirteen, and Jackson, so far you're in last place at seventeen and fifteen.
1: All right, hey, we're coming. We're coming.
0: Hey, now figure it out a little bit. Coming for that yeah. last place.
1: <laughs> no, dude. We do need to figure out what the punishment for last place is, though, on this.
0: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And you and you're still down for that, although you're in last place. I just want to make sure.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. I, I just want you it. to get I just want you to get cocky because I know I'm gonna come back. I want you to get cocky and then I'll just pass it up so we can choose whatever. <laughs>
0: happens, but we're going to kick it off picking Thursday night football between the Panthers and the Texans in Houston. The Panthers are a seven and a half point favorite, and the over-under is only 44 for this game. So who do we have winning?
1: Um, I'm going to take the Panthers, the under, and the Panthers on the spread.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I like
3: it. Uh I would take the Panthers and... Oof! The, oh, see the unders like it seems like it hit, but I feel like this might be a game where the like they kind of go see, back Tyra and forth. Yeah, that's a good point there. So I would I'd probably take the under as well, and I'd take the Panthers in both ways because yeah, they're they should roll especially against a rookie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor was starting this game, I'd probably pick the Texans in an upset, but Davis Mills probably going to turn the ball over two or three times i think the panthers are going to roll i think the over is actually going to hit in this game because i think sam donald's going to go crazy i think christian McCaffrey's going to go crazy but i'm taking panthers and those seven and a half points easily and next up we have the bengals at my steelers the steelers are four and a half point favorites and the over under is the same as the last game at 44
1: i don't know about this i would take the steelers to win um I'd probably take the under again and I don't really know about the spread. Probably Steelers.
3: Mm, I would take the Steelers to win. I'd take the over kind of easily. And I'd probably take the Bengals cuz I feel like it'll be a closer game than people think. So, like I like I could kind of see the Bengals doing what they did this last week against Chicago. Where like they yeah. just score late and kind of make it a little bit close,
2: but
0: not too close, you know. But i uh, give me Pittsburgh to win. We gotta win this game, man. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the four and a half points. I'm taking the under. Actually, I think it's gonna be a low scoring Thank game. You. I think Thank our you. defense is know. gonna shut down that Bengals offense. I'm feeling like a, a 24 to 10, 27 to 10 type game. I think our I'm defense. Th- I'm is thinking 40.
1: like 17 seven.
0: Yeah, I think our defense is going to show up and show out. So I really believe in the Steelers this week because we have to get this win. We have to get the job done. So I'm very confident in that pick. Next up, we have the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a whopping nine point favorite at home. Oh, my God. And the over under is 45.5. No faith in Taylor
1: Heineke, spread?
2: No faith in yes, Taylor Heineke.
1: I'm taking the Redskins on the spread easily. Um, I would take the Bills to win the game. I don't really know about the over-under. What would, would you say? is 49?
0: Uh, 45 and a half on that over-under.
1: Um, I'd probably take the over on that one.
3: I would take Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo to win because I think Taylor Heineke he won't be able to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen. Uh, I'd take the under because I I don't think they'll like. I think the Buffalo will get ahead and kind of like slow down Washington enough to where they won't really do. They won't score a ton like they did last week. And so, oof, I don't know.
0: I'd probably take Washington to at least cover. Like, I think they'll they'll be in there. I'll take the I'll take the football team to cover. I'll take the Bills to win outright. I think at home they will win by about a touchdown. I think I'm going to take the over because I think that Taylor Haneke is going to play a pretty good game. I think Antonio Gibson is going to have a big bounce back week. I think a lot of people don't realize that the Bills, you know, they have a pretty stout run defense, but their defense definitely has its holes. Um, Jacoby Preset just played terrible. They shut out the Dolphins, but that defense isn't quite as good as it's looked the first two weeks. So I think Washington's offense could have a pretty sneaky good game, could get a little bit of a backdoor cover, get some points in the fourth quarter, but I do think the Bills are going to hold on and the Bills are going to win. They're at home. They're the better team, and that's what it boils down to. Next up, we have the Bears at the Browns. The Browns are 7.5-point favorites at home, and the over-under is 46.
3: I would take the Browns in both both senses there, and I would take it – I'd probably take the over – because especially if Justin Fields starts, because I feel like then they're just gonna, they'll at least get garbage time points, and so and I think the Browns will score, you know, like they normally do. So, but give me the Browns. I I like the Browns a lot. I like the Browns a lot in that matchup, especially since they're traveling to Cleveland.
1: I'm gonna take the Bears to win this game. Ooh! I think. Wow. So Jarvis isn't gonna play. Odell's not gonna play. Is he?
0: He might be out there. We're not sure yet.
1: We're not sure. I'm going to say he probably doesn't. Um, So I feel like the wide receiver core is weak for Baker. You know, the Bears do pretty decent against the run defensively. If this is Justin Fields' first start, they're going to have him overly prepared. There's not really much film on him for the Bears, for the Browns' defense. I think the Bears win this game. I really do. Uh, now, I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns do win because I think, I, like I said, I think the Browns are one of the best
0: teams in the league. But I think this
1: is just one of them games the Bears pull out.
0: I, I got to agree with Lucas here. I got to go with the Browns to cover, the Browns to win outright. I just think they're the better team at home. I haven't seen enough for the Bills to put any confidence in me that they can walk into the Cleveland. I'm, I'm sorry? It's the Bears. Oh, yeah, no, 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 you're right. Bills. The Bears, the Bears, the Bears, <laughs> Bears, Bills, B-teams. You're absolutely right. That's my apologies, America. It's, it, it, it's 12 o'clock at night. You know, there's going to be a couple <laughs> slips here and there. We're getting it in for you guys, though. The Browns are going to win. What? Hit that over. though. The Browns are going to win. Hit that over. The Browns are going to cover. Easy money. <laughs> Next up, we got the Ravens at the Lions. The Ravens are nine-point favorites, and the over-under right now is set at 50. Uh,
1: hmm. give me the under and the Ravens. Uh, and I, yeah, I'd probably take the Ravens on the spread too.
3: I think I'd probably take those exact picks. Cause I mean, if I, <laughs> I want to say that like, it seems like a big spread for the lions and we keep kind of like steady hyping up the lions, but they keep like losing by that much or more. Yeah. So, so it seems like a game I might take the over, with the Ravens, like I think the Ravens will score a bunch and then the Lions will score garbage time like they have been. Or like they did in week one. So but I, I like the Ravens here to get another nice win.
0: I think nice this- win. I think this is a trap game for the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to win, but I think the Lions are gonna cover and I would hammer this over. Because I think the Lions, you know, they showed some flashes against the Packers, they showed flashes against the 49ers. They're going to be at home. They got a great crowd there in Detroit, very passionate, very fired up. I think the Lions are going to show up, and I think the Lions are going to damn near win the game. But the Ravens are going to get it done, But I'll say by a field goal. I think the Ravens are going to win this game by a field goal, improve the 2 and one Get a much-needed win because falling to one and two, even with a win over the Chiefs, would not be that would not work for the Ravens. I mean, you're going to fall one and two, especially if the Steelers and the Browns win. You're going to be trailing in the division. It's very key, although early in the season, for the Ravens to get this dub. And I think they will, but I think it will be closer than you guys think. And next up, we got the Colts at the Titans. The Titans are favored by five and a half. The over-under set at 48. And Carson Wentz is doubtful for this game with two sprained ankles. So it might be Jacob Eason's <laughs> first <NFL>. and <laughs> two sprained ankles. It's weird. I know. It might be Jacob Eason's first NFL start. So what are we thinking on it? 48 over-under. Titans are favored by five and a half in Tennessee. Colts and Titans.
1: Um, yeah, if Wentz don't play, give me the under and the Colts or in the Titans on both.
3: Yeah, yep, yeah, same here. I don't, I don't think that like, and I really like Jacob Easton. Like, I like watching him play, but I don't think it'll be, I don't think it will look good. So I, I'm taking Tennessee to win, and I would take the under and Tennessee to cover that five.
0: Yeah, man, I agree. I think even if Wentz does play, the Titans are going to roll. I got that five and a half easily. I think that the under is going to hit because I think the Colts' offense is going to struggle, um, especially if the if Wentz doesn't play. You know, because Wentz has been carrying that offense when he's been out there. So I think Jacob Eason, you know, if he's out there starting, he's probably going to make a couple pit a couple errors, throw a couple interceptions. I think the Titans are going to capitalize. I think they're going to run the ball heavily with Derrick Henry. Probably be a pretty low scoring divisional tough game, but I think the Titans are gonna roll to a victory. And that brings us to an AFC West class between the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are six and a half point favorites at home. The over under set at a whopping fifty six. Oof. Uh, I would take you know what shocker here? I would take the
3: under. I don't know why. It just seems it just seems like a gut thing where those offenses don't really, you know, come out like World Enders, you know, a sneaky underpick there. But I would take the, I think I would take the Chiefs to win outright. But I got the, I got it as a close game. So I think the Chargers will be like a field, it'll be like a field goal or like four points or something like that.
1: I agree with you completely on both of those on all of that, except I'd probably take the 54. I'd probably take the over. I see this being a 31 27 type game.
3: I could definitely see that as well. But yeah, like I do just think I don't the know. Win. It just seems like a, I don't know, one of those games where like they kind of like sputter here and there, like early out the gate, but then maybe they find their footing.
2: Yeah.
3: Like 24 20.
0: I'd take the Chiefs minus six and a half. I'd take the Chiefs outright, and I'd take the over on this game. I think the Chargers are going to come out and play really well, but I think the Chiefs coming off a loss are going to rebound. I think Mahomes is going to light it up, as always. I think Tyree Kill is going to have a huge week, bouncing back from a tough week. I really believe in the Chiefs this week to get it done. Dude, It is crazy to think that the Chiefs are one
1: and two in their last three games, bro. And it doesn't <laughs> help
0: one of those games is the Super Bowl.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. neither here nor there, I'm just. Saying hey, it hey fast. You're, you're
0: right. You're right. <laughs> Next up, we got the Saints at the Patriots. The Patriots are only three point favorites, and the over under set at
1: 43. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, you you go ahead and pick
3: Lucas. Okay, okay, because I feel feel good about my pick. I'm picking the the New England Patriots to win this game. And what's the spread on it again? The spread is Patriots by a field goal. Oh, I think they'll win. I think they'll win better than that. I think New England will come out, and they'll look really good. I think this will finally – I think this will be like – Matt Jones has looked good, but I think he'll look really good in this game. I think he'll have a breakout game here. I got New England to win. And Um, I'd probably take the under, though. What's the over-under?
0: 43.
1: Give me New Orleans to win.
0: Wow. Give me the over. Yep. Bold. I (laughs) thought you were off the drainage train, man.
1: I didn't say I was off. I said I'm just looking for the next stop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to overreact to a division game. You know, uh, I think, I think, is it in Foxborough?
0: It's in Foxborough, all right. Nope. Yep. Uh,
1: give me the Saints, yo. I'm going to roll with the Saints.
0: I got to go with Mac Jones and the Patriots. I agree with Lucas's points. I think Mac's going to have a breakout game. I think the Patriots are going to cover the three points. Good game for a while, but I think... James White, Damian Harris, they're going to be able to have a great running attack, and I don't think the Saints are going to be able to defend it. I think in Foxborough, give me Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and the Patriots. Uh, for I, the over-under, I, I would say I the over. Ooh. My bad, my bad. No, you're good, man. I was just going to say I think I would take the over and a shocker because I think both offenses are going to do really well, but I think Mac Jones and the Patriots are going to end up pulling away and winning the football game. Now go ahead.
3: Yeah, I think this is going to be like the most intriguing game of the day. I think this one's going to say. I think this one's going to say a lot about either either team. Like, I think this is a big like one of
0: those like statement games for either squad here. No, I definitely agree. And next we have the winless Falcons at the winless Giants. The Giants are three point favorites at home. The over under right now is set at forty eight and a half. Uh,
1: <laughs> give me the over. And I'm going to roll
3: with the Falcons. Wow. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. And I think the Falcons, I think Falcons look, like I said, I think they've improved from week one to week two. It wasn't, there's not a lot that they could have looked worse, but they still looked better. I think they look better again this week. Kyle Pitts gets involved, has a good game. He's been getting better too. So give me Atlanta.
0: I got to roll with the New York Giants in this one mm. at home. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game. But Finally, I think the Giants you two should have won. On one. <laughs> the Giants should have won against Washington. The Giants did look bad against Denver. But Daniel Jones has had some really – some really. okay, here's the thing. Daniel Jones had some really good plays this season already. He's had some really good moments.
1: He always plays good against the Redskins. But now he's going
0: against the Falcons with a terrible defense. Daniel Jones might light it up. (sighs) Saquon Barkley played good last week. He might show up and light it up, say, hey, I'm back. I mean, I thought he did. I thought he looked really Uh, good out there in limited opportunities, okay? I mean, 13 carries, 57 yards. He went out there. He looked like, I mean, not his old self quite yet, but he still had that one incredible play. He still showed some pretty – he had some pretty good jukes, you know. He was (laughs) (laughs) – This man's reaching.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey.
0: But I, but regardless, I'm taking the New York Giants. I think at home they're going to get the win. I think that MetLife's going to be rocking. I feel pretty confident in this pick. I think, you know, it's I'm a, I would take the under actually. I would take probably a 24 to 20 type of game, but I think the New York Giants are going to show up and are going to win the football game. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cardinals are seven-point favorites. The over-under is set at 52. And to get this one out of the way, I think the Cardinals are going to walk all over the Jags. I think they're going to cover the seven. I think it's – I would take over 52, and that's only because I think the Cardinals are going to put 40 on their heads. I think they're going to show up and show out. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. Give me the minus seven. Give me the over. Arizona Cardinals all day.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I'm feeling pretty good about this one.
3: Feeling
0: really yeah, good. What,
3: what's the spread on it? Seven. Um, seven. seven, that seems low. <laughs> that seems low. I'm going to, yeah, I'll roll with the Cardinals with that, you know, outright. I feel like it might be like a sneaky under, because I don't know if the Jags will score that much, but like the Cardinals could have put up like, you know, 38 or something. That's how I'm feeling, dude. Yeah. Give me, give
1: I'm me, I'm saying, I'm saying, give me, yeah, give me Arizona by about 21 in the first quarter,
3: bro. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> be funny. It's going to be like one we sweated out like last week against the Vikings. Oh, I know. No, dude. literally. It's going to go that way.
1: As long as we win, dude. Don't bet <laughs> on the Cardinals. I never do.
0: Next up. Is the Jets at the Broncos? The Broncos are ten and a half point favorites, and the over/unders a measly forty one and a half.
3: Uh, give me, I, give me Denver to win outright. I think New York will actually cover that because I, I always I hate double digits. I always do. Double digits just smells like a trap, and cause I don't think Denver will, because don, I don't think Denver will get any dominant wins this year. That's the thing about them. I think the recipe is very clear about them. So. It could be Denver, New York to cover, and
0: I'd I'd probably take the over.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on all three. All three.
0: I agree, man. I think Denver going into this game is the much better team. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Denver Broncos are going to cover – I think it's going to be low scoring, so I would take the under, and I think the Broncos are going to cruise to victory. Although they're only going to win by about seven, I think it's never going to actually be in doubt. I think they're going to kind of control the pace of the game and win the game. Next up, we have the Dolphins at the Raiders, and Jacoby Brissett is expected to start because although Tua's injury is not serious, him starting this week is looking pretty unlikely as it stands right now. So the Raiders are coming in as four-point favorites. The over/under is forty-five and a half, and the game's in Las Vegas.
3: Give me Vegas, because you said it's in Vegas, right?
0: Yes, sir. Can you repeat I, everything you just said B? I,
1: got, <laughs> I had a bug.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna count back down and restart and we can just uh like like just My like go off the top of that. Dude. Now you're good, man. <laughs> All right, counting down in three, two. Next up, we have the Dolphins at the Raiders. The Raiders are four-point favorites. The over-under is set at 45.5, and and we are still unsure on Tua Tagovailoa's health going into next week. So, Jacoby Brissett might be the Dolphins' starting quarterback. And for that reason, give me the Raiders. Give me the four points. I would say I would take the under on the 45.5, but I think the Raiders are a very solid bet with the minus four. With the outright, take the Las Vegas Raiders. They're going to roll.
1: Hate to say this, but I agree with you on all points, man. I do.
0: Yeah. Raiders, yeah it feels
3: like, feels like we have a lot of the same this week, but I'll probably take the Raiders as well. I think Vegas is actually going to be a sneaky good home field advantage because they were really good last week. and so Yeah, give me Vegas on all those. I'd actually take, um, I'd take the over on that because i feel like it might be a little bit back like not back and forth but i
0: think the raiders will score a decent chunk the dolphins weights are somewhat next up we have what might be the biggest game of the day and the biggest game of the season so far the tampa bay buccaneers at the la rams and we're seeing the closest line we've seen so far this year the rams are one point favorites the over under set at 54 and a half. This one promises fireworks. It promises one of the best games we've seen all year. Who we got? Bucks, Rams, and LA.
1: Um, give me the over, give me the Rams on both. I think mm. the Rams win by I think the Rams win by at least ten points.
0: Wow. Ooh.
3: I, I do. I like that. I like that boldness. I'll take the Rams as well. Um, I think I like the Rams. I like the Rams as well on the line there, and you know I feel like I'll take the under on this one because it seems like it might not, might be a little bit slower pace than what we would think out of these two teams originally. So, yeah, I think L.A. will prove themselves as the team to beat there in the NFC.
0: Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got them pulling the upset. Oh. I got them going on the road, getting the win. And I hate to say it because I'd rather have the Rams win this game. But I think the Buccaneers are a better team. I think they're going to go in with that Super Bowl experience, that Super Bowl pedigree. And I think that they're going to win by probably about three to six points. I think they're, you know, obviously going to win outright. I would say take the over on this game because i think both offenses are going to put up points when it matters i think the game's going to start out low scoring they're going to feel each other out as the game progresses i expect to see fireworks i expect to see great showings from brady and stafford but i think at the end of the day the buccaneers are just going to find a way to win and i just i have a really good feeling about that Next up, we have the Seahawks at the Vikings. The Seahawks are only one point favorites on the road in Minnesota, Ooh. and the over/under is set at fifty-five and a half.
3: Oh, I hate that! I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Seattle both ways. Um, I think they, I think they do similar things that they did in Indianapolis. I mean, I think they, I like probably the over on that. Or, Actually, no. Give me the give me the under on that. Give me the under on that cuz I don't think the Vikings I don't think the Vikings will look great again. Like I think it'll be I think it will be very much like Seattle in the week one. I think that has those kind of feelings to it.
1: Yeah, I like the uh, the Seahawks here for sure. On both. What's over under? It is 55 and a half. Yeah, give me the under on that. That seems crazy.
3: Yeah, it seems like we're really hyping up the Vikings offense there. And I just, I don't
0: know about all that.
3: Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The Cardinals defense sucks.
0: <laughs> I got to go with Seattle. I agree with both of your points. I think that Russell Wilson's going to have a great game. I think that they're obviously going to cover the one, win out right. Um, I would take the under on the fifty-five and a half as well because I think that Seattle is going to control clock. I think Chris Carson's going to get, you know, more rushing attempts than he has in the first two games. I think they're going to use a lot of their utilize a lot of the weapons they have in their backfield. Maybe even DJ Dallas can come in make an impact. But I have the Seahawks winning the game. I think they're the better football team, and I think the I think the Vikings have a good offense, but I think their defense is so putrid that they will not be able to stop Russell Wilson and what Seattle has cooking. Next up, we have Sunday Night Football between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. In San Fran, the 49ers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is set at 47-and-a-half. I'm rocking with Green Bay here. I think they go in there, and
3: I think they take care of business. I, so give me Green Bay to win and outright.
0: And what's the over-under? The over-under right now is 47-and-a-half. Me, oh God! You gotta take that oh. over.
3: Yeah, give me that That's over. That's money. Think, I think it'll be a lot of points because, like, I mean, the Lions put up 17. I'm sure the Niners will put up points, and I think Packers have to put up points. And so, I'll take the Packers the kind of upset though on the road. Yeah, I think though the the
1: thing about these teams is they both played the same opponent already this year. True. So, and I know it's a division game, but the the Packers did look better. And neither defense looked great against the line, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna take San Fran at home, just to keep you know I can't pick it's hard as hard of a bet on the Packers. I can't pick them to beat an NFC West team right now, dude. So I have to keep my agendas going. <laughs> so I'm going San Fran to win this one.
0: I hear what you're saying. But i raise you one thing, Jackson Kelly.
1: Oh, if it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron putting...
0: Rodgers. <sighs> the Green Bay Packers are going to win this football game. Aaron Rodgers is going to go against that great defense, and he is going to light it up. I believe in the MVP. I believe in Aaron Rodgers. Give me the Packers winning outright. Give me Ooh. the over 47 and a half, probably the biggest lock of the over-unders of the week. Give me the Packers. I think they're going to win by about a touchdown. I think they're going to go in San Fran and say, hey, we're still an elite team.
2: Week one was bad,
0: but we're going to prove ourselves. I believe in the Green Bay Packers. And finally, our last pick, the Eagles at the Cowboys for Monday Night Football. The Cowboys are four-point favorites, and the over-unders set at 51-and-a-half. Give me the Cowboys
1: to win, um, to cover... Uh, I don't know if they cover, but I do like that, over, that 51 and a half to take the over.
3: Oh, I disagree on all fronts. I like oh my the Eagles gosh, you're an in idiot. an upset here. So they win. Wow. The right. I think Jalen Hurts will – I think he'll look really good. He looks. He's looked really good so far, so I think he makes a statement win and upsets the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. And give me the over there.
0: That is very shocking, Lucas. I honestly thought that you were going to roll with the Cowboys because I'm rolling with the Cowboys. I think that in Jerry world, four point favorites, that's easy money. Jalen hurts is going to have a great game, but Dak's going to have an even better game. I would take the over. I think there's going to be offensive fireworks, but I think Ceedee Lamb, I think Ezekiel Elliott, although I've been very, you know, very hard on him, Tony Pollard, Amari Cooper, I think the Cowboys are going to roll. I think Dak's going to have a great game. I think Micah Parsons, my rookie of the year, is going to have a great game. I think the Cowboys are going to roll at home. I think they're going to show that they're a playoff contender. And after the Eagles' poor showing last week, I can't put, put any faith in them. I think that the Cowboys are going to win, and I think that it's going to be pretty close but not the closest. I think the Cowboys are going to win by about 7 to 10 points. Hmm. For me this was my this was my like gut pick game.
3: This is one of those where all everything pointed towards the Cowboys, but there's just something about it. I don't I don't love it. So, I'm going with the Eagles.
1: Yeah, my gut,
3: my gut so far this year is one
1: and one. My gut pick this <laughs> week is definitely Bears over Browns.
3: Yeah. That's a big one. That's that's a big Yeah. Big one there.
0: I mean, you Just call me
1: fat dude. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: A little bit I stolen. mean
0: looking at my picks I would say the one I'm going out on a limb with is the Giants because the Falcons are a more talented team and both of you guys both went the Falcons on the road but I genuinely feel like the Giants at home Daniel Jones See I felt I, like
1: me and Lucas is going out on a limb taking the Falcons Yeah,
3: yeah but I feel I, like I the, did I felt like I was going homerism there but I do truly believe they're getting better so
0: I mean, I just, I don't know. The Falcons going into the season, pretty much everyone thought was a better team than the Giants. They did. I think that the, I don't know. I just think the Falcons having Matt Ryan, a Hall of Fame quarterback, having Kyle Pitts, having Calvin Ridley, having a defense with that obviously is putrid and is terrible, but they're not going against world beaters. They're not going against a Giants offense that has anyone shaking in their boots. So I just, oh, dude, Giants. you saw me on Saquon juking last week, bro. <laughs> hey, you can do better than that. Hey, hey, I mean, look, Saquon does be juking, okay? Saquon <laughs> does be juking. He, do, get, get he out does of be here. juking, okay?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, you know, Daniel Jones has looked pretty good this season, but I mean, I still think the Giants are going to win, but I do think that the Falcons, if you had to take one underdog, that'd be a pretty good one to take just because. Falling to 0-3 would suck. And they know it's a very dire situation falling down 0-3 in that division. They have to win this game to stay competitive. And I still think they are going to fall to 0-3, but I definitely could see the Falcons pulling it off just because you're playing a team with less talent than you. You've got a good new head coach. You've got to go out and win a football game. But with that being said, I still got my money on Danny Dimes. I still got my money on Saquon, Juke, and Barkley. I still got my money. On the New York Giants. Or maybe I should say the New Jersey Giants since they play in New Jersey. But, you know.
1: Why why was that necessary, dude? Congrats on your knowledge. (laughs) The Jets also play in Jersey, don't they?
0: Yeah, they do. That's why there's an NFL shield on their field instead of, like, either team's logo.
1: Dude, can we talk about how trash it is that Penn State doesn't have a logo?
0: well they they have a logo. They just have plain white helmets. They have the nittany lion which is like a blue No,
1: line. at the half court, not half court. Oh, you mean Oh,
0: no. Yeah. You're right. Like, at, at the midfield, 50-yard yeah, line okay, there, yeah. there's nothing. That's fair. Yeah. That's weird. I agree.
1: I hate the NFL logo at midfield. I hate it. We had to have it whenever uh What was happening in California last year? I think the hotel or some insane friend caught on fire or something. So they had to play in Arizona, and so they had to put an NFL logo
0: in midfield. Made me sick. (laughs) Hey, you got to respect the shield, though. I mean, that's that's what the NFL is I mean, yeah, I respect
1: the shield, but I'm just saying, like, I don't like it. You want to see your team's logo. Exactly.
0: Yeah. See, I feel like Penn State, and I know this is very biased to me saying, but I feel like Alabama's simplicity – Is kind of like it is better because at least there's a little bit more flavor to it. Like there's a logo at midfield, there's numbers on the helmets. The uniforms are a little more detailed. Whereas Penn State's is literally just white helmet, blue jersey with no piping, no, no detail, white numbers, no nothing, than just plain white pants. And like everything is just literally a plain color. And that's pretty cool because I am a traditionalist when it comes to football uniforms. I like traditional uniforms. But it is a little bit vanilla. It is a little bit plain Jane. And I I do recognize that.